Hello, everybody. Welcome to Kafaru Cast. I am riding solo again. Frank is still in Utah, and uh, I figured today was a good day to talk about backcountry uh, meal prep or what uh, Frank and I use or what we prep or buy, a little bit of combination of everything for uh, our, our, our food we use in the wilderness. Uh, we don't always prep every piece of food that we take. Um, sometimes it's a mixture. Some stuff we prep in the dehydrator and we'll mix it stuff we've bought. Sometimes we don't have time. We just take food uh, that we've purchased and pretty much everywhere in between. So what I'm going to do is go over some of the stuff that we buy, um, some of the uh, meals from the companies out there that um, make freeze-dried uh, or dehydrated food. Uh, what we prefer, what we don't as far as purchasing, and then go into some of the different recipes, things like that, uh, of, uh, of food we do prep. Um, I've kind of written a list down here so I don't see too many squirrels and bounce around. Um, this is stuff we always take. There's many more options than what I'm writing down. Uh, Frank and I are pretty simple when it comes to this. Uh, you don't need a whole lot, um, but I will go over the tools or, or things that we have Um to prep the food uh, so you kind of know what you're getting into. It's not actually that big of a purchase, but I'll go over that stuff too. So uh, the, the first thing I'll go over is, is food, um, uh, different companies out there that make food for backpack hunting that actually tastes good and is relatively help, healthy. Um, one is Humble Foods. They are not out uh, on the market yet. Uh, I was lucky enough to be involved in some of the prototype testing of the different meals. I will say that is by far and above the best food I've ever tasted as far as dehydrated food. They will be out pretty soon. It sounds like maybe this spring. Um, they had a very large variety um, to, you know, to choose from. Uh, one of the things that's nice, they have coconut oil packets in the meals that you open up. And if you, you know, choose to do so, uh, you can put the coconut oil uh, in the food as you're prepping it, which gives you a higher fat content, which is actually a good fat, um, you know, and, and it does very well as far as calories per ounce. So Humble Foods, definitely look out for them. They, in my opinion anyway, crush any other company out there. And, you know, I've tried them all. Um, the uh, uh, off-grid food company, they make breakfast, uh, some different granola bars, uh, as well as beef jerky. That's another one that tastes great, especially on the jerky and breakfast side. I actually have, I'm eating their jerky right now, uh, and, it, and it is very, very good. So those are the two, you really don't mess up. I mean, I've had Mountain House, um, Heather's Choice, things like that. Um, the Heather's Choice, not not a fan, uh, big fan of the company, not a fan of the taste of the food. Uh, their macaroon things are good, or packaroons or whatever they call them, those are pretty good. Uh, as far as their meals go, um, I couldn't uh, couldn't sign off on that for somebody to actually eat it because um, I just couldn't stomach it myself. I mean, obviously I'll eat it because I'm when I'm hungry, but not something I would buy. Uh, they have one meal of with salmon, which is okay, but um, not you know Brian. He I think he eats that stuff uh, and has talked about it on the Gritty Bowman. But again, for me, it's it's just not uh, not my cup of tea. Um, you know, Mountain House, you can stomach a lot of that. It's really unhealthy for you. Uh, extremely high sodium content. Uh, you know, but I mean, not only that, like if you eat the, the macaroni or spaghetti or whatever the shit sticks to the spoon, won't come off for five months. Like you got to get an SOS pad and some elbow grease to clean your spoon off. Probably not good for you. Um, that's not scientific. That shit's probably sticking to your intestines like a woolly mammoth. So 
again, Humble Foods, Off Grid, those are the two uh, that I would choose. Uh, as far as like stuff that we buy at, uh, you know, whatever, King Supers, which is just a grocery store, Walmart or whatever, um, you know, we'll we'll buy Top Ramen, but uh, we don't as much anymore buy just Top Ramen. I actually get a brown rice uh, noodle that's like a Top Ramen. Uh, it's just healthier, um, and we'll take that quite a bit. Uh, really, uh, though, the Top Ramen and Idahoan potatoes are about all we buy anymore, minus bars and things like that. Uh, but I'm not going to go into the bars as much. This is actually what you can prep to save money. What we do, though, if we have Top Ramen or, or something like it, um, is we'll dehydrate, um, you know, food to put in with the Top Ramen. So, um, you know, if you take, uh, oh, what's a good example, uh, elk burger, moose burger, um, and dehydrate that with some vegetables, and then uh, you have just a bag of that in a Ziploc bag, what I'll do is is I'll just take the, the dehydrated meat and veggies, and I'll just throw it in the Top Ramen when I boil it. And it hydrates, uh, rehydrates all at the same time. So uh, I'm getting some veggies in. Uh, I'm not a dietitian, so this is very redneck. I'm getting some veggies in, uh, getting protein in. Sometimes I'll take an olive oil packet. Uh, I buy these little single serve olive oil packets to help with the fat content. It also helps you keep your regular um, and add that as well. And so it's again, it's kind of um, uh, it's it's not there's not a lot of whole. I mean. We're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just thinking ahead, meaning is it that big of a deal to take uh, a healthy top ramen and dehydrate some food ahead of time? Not really. We dehydrate um, the uh, the veggies and protein, you know, two, three, four weeks ahead of time as, as long as, you know, as early as we think about it. And we just do a ton and make this giant Ziploc bag of a mixture of the protein and the veggies and then when we head out, we take that big bag, put it in a little bag, kind of we'll, we'll weigh it out. Uh, so if we've got three nights, that means we need three meals or three dinners. Uh, those three dinners will take, you know, three of the healthy top ramen packets, for example. And then we'll take, you know, let's say, four ounces um, per uh, top ramen packet of the protein and the veggies multiply that by three, pretty simple, uh, 12 ounces total, um, not in weight, but in, uh, actually cup size, if that makes any sense. And we just distribute that up evenly again, not, uh, you know, we're not making rocket appliances. Uh, was one of the other things that we'll do is just, you know, crock pot, um, a giant stew. And when I do that, I'll just fill up like the bottom of the crock pot with a, shit ton of olive oil um we use very high quality olive oil but i'll pour quarter inch in the bottom of that thing of olive oil and then i'll just take a massive amount of roasts um and and just put it in there and we'll let that sit uh in the crock pot for you know four to six hours uh depending upon if it's a roast or if it's leg meat obviously leg meat we let it sit quite longer so it's not as tough um once that's uh, getting to the point where it's pretty easy to pull apart, we'll put in the veggies. And again, there's not an exact science for this for what we do. We'll just take, we might take asparagus, we may take uh, kale, uh, spinach leaves, 
you know, whatever that, you know, peas, any, anything like that. And we'll put that in there and we don't measure it exactly. We just put a bunch in there. Um, and then we'll let that sit, uh, for, you know, for, doesn't take very long, whatever it takes to rehydrate it. Some guys will use, uh, frozen, um, veggies, which is what I, uh, used to have to do because, uh, I haven't adulted. I'm not very good at, um, you know, taking care of myself in life in the sense of going and buying veggies and cutting them up. So I would buy the frozen veggies and just pour a whole bag in there, um, of whatever I ended up wanting. Uh, once that was all done and I kind of tear it. So whatever takes the longest so the the meat takes the longest it always does to um you know sit in the crock pot to soften up the veggies will go next of whatever type that is and then the last thing i'll put in there is a carb uh and the carb will depend sometimes it's just some kind of a brown rice noodle and what i'll do is go from uh you know either medium or hot on the crock pot and i'll go down to basically just where it's um heated so it's not a lot of heat and there'll be a lot of water in the mixture. Uh, and you're looking at it like, how the hell am I going to, you know, it's going to be super runny when I put it in the dehydrator. Well, when I pour those noodles in, that sucks up all of that water to hydrate the noodles. And I literally just kind of let it simmer, so to speak, in the crock pot, pour all the noodles in, let it sit for an hour. And then now the noodles are all soft. It sucked up all of that water and I'm ready to dehydrate it. Um, and it's kind of a, a process of a learning process, but it's not horrible. I mean, really, it's more the amount of stuff you want to put in there, meaning seasoning, olive oil, flavor. So in my case, I try not to put, <coughs> excuse me, a ton of sodium in there. So I use a lot of like uh, Mrs. Dash, like sodium free uh, seasoning. I'll put a ton of like I, I use Bragg's liquid aminos um, and I use that in the place of like a, a, a Worcestershire sauce or a soy sauce. It works very well for that. Uh, sometimes I'll put all of the above in. It, it just depends on what I'm making. There's no exact science to it. Uh, the best meals I've had are ones I just threw a bunch of shit in the pot and uh, called it good. So that's like for a you know like a, a roast type of a stew. Um, and then we just get you know when you put it in the dehydrator you can't put it in the dehydrator uh trays that are you know they have holes in them because it's just a super like a soupy mess so you get these little things that look like frisbees uh that are solid and they go on each tray and that's how we're able to do like you know dehydrate like a wet uh stew because uh, it doesn't leak everywhere I don't have an exact time to dehydrate it because everything is different each time I just check it. And sometimes I won't fully dehydrate it if I'm not too worried about weight. Um, I'll keep it almost kind of squishy or soft. Sometimes I'll eat it as trail mix throughout the course of the day. Now, you know, just throw it in my mouth and eat it because it is, it, you know, when you do it right, it has everything you need to survive off of, meaning you've got your proteins and your fats, your carbs, all of those different things in uh, that one meal. It's not as good as eating a candy, <coughs> excuse me, a candy bar, but it, it will keep you alive and actually quite, in, in, you know, energized. Some of the other things with the crock pot you can do is just like an angel hair pasta uh, and elk burger. Super simple. Um, you know, it, it, and it's as simple as it sounds. I'll pre-cook the elk burger, uh, you know, in a big wok with like cumin. Sometimes I'll use different, like a taco seasoning. It, it just depends, you know, it, it, whatever, however you like your burger normally, I'll cook the burger ahead of time that way. Uh, and then I'll, um, you know, 
hydrate the noodles, get those ready to go, mix it all together, and then I'll put it in the dehydrator. Other times what I may do is put uh, angel hair pasta in with just a roast in the dehydrator. Same thing, I do the roast. That's in there for, you know, four, six, eight hours, whatever it takes. Uh, and then I'll put the angel hair pasta inside. So again, I'm not trying to give exact recipes, just more try to think outside the box or open your eyes to what you can do with with literally very minimal amount of things, dehydrator and a crock pot uh, and a little elbow grease. Uh, some of the other things we'll do uh, on the, you know, the, the carb side and snacks is we'll take sweet potatoes or yams and slice them up uh, just into little like medallions, just just uh, like a almost uh, like a banana chip. And we'll cut those up um, uh, literally like, I don't know, eighth inch thick. Uh, we'll season those things up. A lot of times we'll put barbecue sauce and seasoning on them and then we'll cook them in the oven. Um, you know, they're super soft and squishy, but then we'll dehydrate those. You can rehydrate those, um, you know, if you want to, but a lot of times I just snack on those throughout the course of the day, uh, just like if it was a banana chip and they're quite good. Uh, you know, some guys will put like a, a honey glaze on top of them where it's like brown sugar and honey. Um, and they'll just take a little paintbrush, put that over the top of the sweet potatoes, you can use, um, you know, regular reds or white potatoes as well. Uh, there's just as far as the on the glycogen index, um, the sweet potatoes are a slower burning carb. Uh, again, I'm not a dietitian, so you can look up the glycogen index and see what I'm talking about. But uh, it just doesn't burn through your body quite as fast. Uh, and again, I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this that know quite a bit more than me. So feel free to, to chime in. I'm by no means I'm, I'm saying I'm an expert at this. I'm just an expert uh, for me, if that makes any sense. Uh, it, it's worked for me for quite some time. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've stayed at it kind of the same way. Uh, jerky is another one. And the way that I do jerky, uh, I hand cut it up um, again or roast or whatever. Sometimes I'll even uh, use uh, steak meat. I'll cut. Uh, relatively thin slices, but not too thin. And I just cut a pile of them in this huge bowl. And inside that bowl for my, my marinade, I do olive oil, Bragg's liquid aminos, liquid smoke. Sometimes I'll throw in some teriyaki sauce in there. Sometimes I'll throw in some soy sauce, just depends. Uh, I'll put some, uh, at times, different type of a barbecue sauce, uh, depending and again, I just wing it. I don't have like a measuring uh, system where I'm like, oh, a quarter cup here, a cup of this there. I just throw a bunch of shit in a bowl. Uh, and then I take regular seasoning like garlic powder. I try not to put too much sodium in there. Again, I use a lot of Mrs. Dash. I make a massive, massive bowl of all these different pieces of meat. And then I just put it in the dehydrator. I put it on 165, uh, 165 degrees. I let it sit in there for ah, six, eight hours. It's usually what it takes, sometimes a little bit longer. Uh, and then I've got something to snack on throughout the course of the day. Uh, jerky's a big one. Uh, when I don't have time for that, I'll use that off-the-grid food. I'll just buy that. Um, I try not to use eat too many jerkies because most of it tastes like shit that you buy from the store. I mean, it's jerky, um, but it does taste like crap. Some of the other things you can do, uh, you know, as far as like... Um, fun food. Uh, you know, I eat a lot of mangoes. Um, a, you can dehydrate any vegetable. You can make apple chips, you banana chips, the mangoes. 
The one thing that you'll find is when you do that, uh, it generally doesn't taste as good as a store-bought stuff. And that's usually, not always, but a lot of times the store-bought stuff in the case of like an apple or a banana chip, there's a glaze over the top of it, which is basically like a sugar coating, which makes it taste better. And you can do that too. You can, um, a lot of times my girlfriend will take uh, like a cinnamon, uh, she makes like this cinnamon mixture um or brown sugar, and she will just paint brush it on top, and she's done it on sweet potatoes, banana chips, apples, whatever really your personal taste buds like. You know, if your palate likes really sugary stuff, rub some funk on it and and make a sugary mixture and pour it on top and then dehydrate it. But making things like mushroom stroganoff, uh, mac and cheese with mushrooms, uh, pasta marinara, all super simple. You would cook it and get it ready just like you would normally, but then you put it in the dehydrator. Uh, I like mushrooms. I eat a ton of them. So a lot of times we'll do burger mushrooms and uh, some kind of a pasta. Like again, we use brown rice pasta um, and then we just put it in the dehydrator. Um, again, I want to stress this isn't uh, a podcast to give you exact I'm not Betty Crocker, right? I'm not going to bullshit you. I don't know exactly what I'm doing with cooking. It has worked for me. But if if my redneck ass can figure it out, who can't hardly boil an egg, all of you can figure it out at no matter what level, especially you men out there that, you know, live off store-bought food. It's not that difficult. Anything you eat throughout the course of the day, let's say you eat a lot of baked chicken. And let's say you buy baked chicken from the grocery store pre-cooked. You can dehydrate that um, and then you can mix it with top ramen. Um, you know, if you're poor, I mean, Mountain House um, is super expensive and unhealthy. Even the Humble Foods is, is kind of expensive. If you can't afford that all the time, uh, you're, you know, if you don't have the money, the work ethic is going to have to come into play uh, as far as getting your, your food prepped. Um, what Again... Uh, some of these things you guys might think taste like, you know, crap, but uh, for me, it's worked, uh, you know, quite well. I will also take like elk burger um, and I and it's like shepherd's pie. I'll take the elk burger, corn, peas, whatever vegetables I'm wanting to put in there. And I mix it with Idaho and potatoes. What I'll do is I'll take. Because a full bag of Idahoan potatoes is way more food than anyone can probably eat. I'll take those Idahoans and I'll mix it or I'll separate it in Ziploc bags. So for a dinner, a half a bag of, I like the four cheese Idahoans. That's my personal favorite. I'll take that and mix it, you know, split it in half. And then I'll dehydrate elk burger, uh, corn, peas, things like that. And then I will mix that with what I've already separated in the Idaho and potatoes. Uh, it's super simple. Um, again, I, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And then I have potatoes. Idahoans probably aren't the best in the world for you, but they're super cheap. They're like $1.39 a bag. And then the veggies, even if you don't want to buy fresh vegetables, go buy them frozen. Um, you know, if you have a choice, fresh or frozen is what you want. Uh, you don't really want to use canned stuff. You keep away from that. Uh, and then I'll, I'll dehydrate, you know, I'll, I'll obviously make sure they thaw. I generally will mix seasoning in a bowl with the frozen veggies. Once they thaw, I'll mix all that together, put it on the dehydrator. 
it's that, I, you know, that, that right there is the veggies and the protein I need mixed with, um, the elk burger. So Idahoans, elk burger, veggies, super cheap, super easy. Um, the Idahoans, I think there's about 40 different flavors. The four cheese is by far the worst, uh, but you're burning a lot of calories and, and I don't worry as much out there, um, about what I'm eating other than just making sure I'm getting uh, decent food in my body at all times. Now, some of the other things that, uh, you know, this isn't just about food prep, I guess, as I'm bouncing around. Uh, I'm a caffeine freak, so I make like redneck mochas, mountain mochas. Uh, I think Justin Davis, a uh, good friend of mine, he calls them Cadillacs, I think. But I, I, I just take coffee and hot chocolate, and I... Uh, depending on how tired I am, someone I double up, meaning if I was using Starbucks, um, the Via packets, I'll take two of those and two hot chocolates when I want to just snap out of bed. Um, and I have my, my mocha in the morning. Uh, there's also dark timber coffee, and that's when I started using this year. They make good coffee as well. One of the things that I didn't have an issue with, but some of the people complained about was it not being strong enough because it's like a tea packet. It's not, a uh, a powder, and I think they're working on something like that right now, more of a, um, like a micro grinded, um, you know, instant coffee, like a, a Via pack. What they have, um, is like a tea packet. I just squeeze the hell out of the tea packets and, and I never had a problem with, you know, having strong tasting coffee. But with those, I do the same thing. I double them up with the tea packets from Dark Timber, uh, put them in the water and then I'll let them sit for three minutes and just squeeze the hell out of them, dip them in, squeeze them. And, and, and then I just dispose of them. They're biodegradable or whatever, uh, mix it with hot chocolate. Uh, I also, uh, I take a probiotic each day. Um, I use the one from mountain ops. Uh, I used to use one from, uh, I think it was new nutrition. I can't remember, um, disregard what I just said about that. It was one I got from, um, the uh, vitamin cottage or natural grocers, but I, I try to take uh, probiotics every day. It help, helps with the digestive system, uh, and it, you know it's also good for you. But uh, I also fish oil pill. I take fish oil pills every day. I try to take uh, anything that's going to help the digestive system. Um, I try and take, and then it's said that fish oil pills all help also help with lubrication of the joints. I can't scientifically prove that. Maybe it's totally false, but I take it anyway because it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, so a multivitamin, I generally don't take a multivitamin all the time. Sometimes I do, um, mostly because I feel I'm taking enough other stuff that I don't need a multivitamin. Uh, I take emergency packets. I use Enduro um, from Mountain Ops in my water, uh, you know, just for a drink mix. Um, it's biggest thing I'm looking for is uh, electrolyte replacement. You know, I'm sweating a ton, and so I want to replace my electrolytes. I, I'll do that with emergency packets. Uh, again, the Nun tablets, the stuff that I'll use for Mountain Ops, the Enduro, things like that. But I try to stay as hydrated as possible. You know, I'm trying to drink 120 ounces of water a day. Uh, so kind of bounced off the food thing there a little bit. But uh, that is pretty much what, you know, Frank and I do. In a nutshell, there's, it's not super, super um, uh, complex. We do bring a lot of peanut butter. I don't use the powdered peanut butter. I tried that. It's ridiculous. Um, that's more for protein shakes. Um, I used to buy the Justin's single-serve peanut butter packets. Uh, they're super expensive. 
I quit doing that. I have a super lightweight container that I use and I just take organic peanut butter and pour honey in it. I mix it up ahead of time and fill these containers up. Sometimes I'll use that and I'll put it on, um, you know, different things I eat throughout the course of the day. Like if I have apple chips or banana chips, I'll dip that in the peanut butter. Other times I just eat it with a spoon because I like peanut butter. It is heavy, uh, but it is a high caloric. It, it is. It has a lot of calories in it, um, which is which is important. Um, I'm not going to go into that kind of stuff too much more. I just wanted to give people kind of an idea of what you could do with a crock pot and a dehydrator. You just want to make sure as you're cooking all this that you're staying over 100 calories per ounce and you're evening them out, uh, e evening out your calories to what your specific body needs, meaning some people need more carbs than others. Some people may need more fats, more veggies to keep you regular um, and, and um, energized. For me, I try to do the total no carb thing. Uh, it's uh, not for me. I, I I bonk once I get into the uh, a high heart rate um, that I'm running kind of on borrowed time. If I can and keep my heart rate pretty low and not run on reserves, I'm good. But once I start running on reserves uh, with a high heart rate, I kind of bonk when I don't have carbs. Uh, is what I notice. You just get super tired. Uh, so I, I do take in carbs. I just make sure and I don't take in processed carbs. Uh, and again, I'll stress I'm not a dietitian. Um, this is just what's worked for me, uh, you know, over the last, well, 10 years since I've really started to dial it in uh, a bit better. Uh, the processed carb thing, like if you're a skinny guy and uh, you can probably get away with uh, uh, pretty much anything as far as what you're eating and, and uh, you know, not have to worry about uh, getting fat when you're back, um, in the civilian world, so to speak. Uh, and when you're on the mountain, you definitely don't have to worry about it. For me, it's also just the way I feel. I may not gain weight from eating crappy food, uh, but I may, f I, you know, feel like crap. My joints, you get a lot of inflammation, inflammation with processed carbs, soda or pop, um, depending on if you're from Canada or not. And so I, I just try to steer clear of those things. Uh, sodium, I don't take a lot of sodium in. And the one thing you'll find is when you don't do that, when you do take a lot of sodium in your hands will swell up really big. And, and that's one thing that like a mountain house would do. So I stopped, you know, eating mountain house. Uh, so I, I take all that into consideration and there are great resources out there for what you should eat both out when you're in the field or in the wilderness, as well as when you're back home. But I will say you do need to kind of walk your own path once you figure out what you're doing. Uh, some people are just straight up going to take more uh, carbs or more fat or more protein, um, you know, veggies, whatever. So you kind of got to figure it out. Uh, so, again, um, there is hope if you're on a budget and you're wanting to, um, uh, you know, get into the wilderness, but you don't want to carry a, a bunch of weight, which is where the penalty is um, if you buy cheap food and you don't want to eat a lot of processed carbs and things like that. You can make your own food. It is really, really, I mean, extremely cheaper. It's much better for you. Just sometimes you might have to think a little bit outside the box. You will have to purchase a dehydrator, um, which isn't, it isn't a horrible purchase. I had one from Walmart that lasted me like nine years before it finally blew up and broke. Just make sure if you do get one, whether it be from a a local store or Amazon that you also get the Frisbee tree trays 
um, for making, uh, for dehydrating like wetter objects. That's another one actually I forgot about we make a ton is, is fruit leather. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll take a bunch of different fruits and make it into a paste and then you just slap, you know, smear that around on that tray like an eighth inch thick and you're making a fruit leather, which is super expensive to buy. So that's another thing that you can test out and it will be a trial and error process. The one thing I did with this, um, my daughter and I did it a lot, which was great to have kind of father daughter time where she could help me out. She's always helped me with my meals, you know, since she was five because we'll build uh, time permitting, which I don't have a lot of anymore, but time permitting, we'll build 40, 50 um, days in a row uh, of meals as much as we can. Um, we make, uh, you know, the butthole sandwich. Some of the people who've listened to me before uh, know what that is, which is a, I take a gluten-free bagel, peanut butter or almond butter, bacon, and honey, and that is like a eight to 1200 calorie meal, depending upon how much bacon and peanut butter, almond butter I pile on top of that thing. So we'll make, let's say 40 or 50 of those. And that is expensive to do that many. Uh, and then we'll make, uh, like we were talking about the jerky, I will make to where I have four to eight ounces of jerky each day. And we'll multiply that by 40 or 50, 60 days, as many days ahead as we can. Uh, and we'll do that with banana chips, apple chips, jerky, fruit leather, uh, the evening meals when we were talking about like the Idahoans or the brown rice pasta, the stew. We'll make all of that ahead of time. And then I have big Rubbermaid tubs where if I'm getting ready to head out, that bag may not be totally full with everything I need, but pretty close. Um, and what, you know, what else will be in there when we have those Ziploc bags with all the different food? Uh, each Ziploc bag is a day uh, of food, but I'll also have, for example, two coffees per bag, two hot chocolates. Um, I'll have the single serve packets of like uh, the Mountain Ops Enduro emergency uh, none tablets, whatever I need per day. And I just make sure that bag is empty by the end of the day. So I know I've taken in the total calories that I you know, want to have inside my body each day. Um, caffeine, not exactly good for you, but I've you know, that's usually not a problem. I always take the caffeine, caffeine in, uh, that I have packed, uh, as well as the electrolyte mixes, things like that. Um, and we'll prep that again for 30, 40, 50, 60 days ahead of time. Uh, whatever I can truly afford is what it boils down to. If you make 50 days of food ahead of time, you know, you're looking at roughly, um, $10 a day. Um, if you make it yourself, if you buy 50 days worth of food, you're probably more like $25, $18, um, depending upon what you're buying. If you're buying like peanut butter bars, Bobo bars, you know, whatever kind of bar you're wanting to buy from the supplement store or the grocery store, you know, they're two or three dollars each. Even the cheap ones like Lara bars are 99 cents. Um, if you take that, then you got a, you know, six to nine dollar dehydrated meal. Um, you know, it, it adds up fast, but. Uh, what I try and do is have money set aside by spring. And again, it's kind of a, I wouldn't say rite of passage, but a family event where my daughter and I go to the grocery store, fill up a shopping cart, uh, and we'll spend two or three days. Um, you know, if she's here for a couple of weeks in the spring for spring break, we'll spend two or three days 
just prepping food. I mean, that's not all we do all day, but it's fun for her. We get to hang out together. Uh, she gets to learn a lot, um, you know, about the caloric intake and different fats and things like that. So I, I highly suggest getting your kids involved. Uh, and it keeps, keeps them off the computer and the cell phone, which is also important. So uh, if you guys have different recipes, um, if I said something overly stupid that you want to correct me on uh, or uh, um, you have questions, you know, make sure and chime in on the Kafaro Instagram page. Um, you can also email us and you know throw in your two cents for like a, a, a really good um, uh, recipe that you have or something for a snack. Again, I just kind of wanted to open some people's eyes to saving money, uh, eating a little bit healthier with wilderness food prep. So I think I've run at the mouth long enough today. Hopefully you guys got some information out of this. Um, and again, I look forward to hearing back from you on maybe some of the stuff you guys already pre-cook or eat. So anyway, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you on the next go round.